Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Higher Pro Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Fade the Dad, bringing you a review on WWE and AEW for the week of January the 2nd. Um, okay, well, hey, welcome to the new year. Um, and um, shit, honestly, let's just dive into it. Um, I'll be reviewing uh, Raw, NXT, um, Dynamite. SmackDown and Rampage. So, um, for Raw, we started off with the, uh, Bianca Belair versus Alexa Bliss for the Raw Women's Title. Um, the match ends uh, when Alexa starts seeing um, Uncle Howdy masks. So, um, the whole um, Bray Wyatt gimmick thing, um, her going back to her old persona is starting to show again. Um, then the um, the big screen, the Titan Tron, I'm not sure what you, what you call it, but the big main screen starts showing that, that butterfly moth thing. Um, so uh, Alexa loses it, kind of, and uh, starts attacking both the referee and Bianca, leaving um, Bianca a bloody and battered mess. Um, this was a pretty decent match. Um, this is more so to establish... Um, Alexa Bliss as a heel, um, and also kind of like showing that she'll be probably joining um, Bray Wyatt pretty soon. Um, oh shit! The, the start of the show, um, start of Raw starts. Blah, blah, blah. Let me get the mumbo jumbo out of my mouth real quick. Bloop. All right, so Raw started pretty much um, with with the intro, and then it cuts it cuts like halfway through the intro, and you have uh, the bloodline excluding uh, Roman Reigns demolishing the Raw announced team's uh, table and kind of like the whole setup, uh, which will kind of um, come into play later because um, a couple matches are set up and um, between the Bloodline and uh, some of the Raw roster. So um, we have a backstage segment where um, Adam Pearce seems to be setting up some matches with the Bloodline and some of the roster. Um, he sets up Solo versus um, Elias in a Music City street fight, um, which Solo wins. Um, and a, it's a pretty decent match. Um, it's just a hardcore match, but with mu musical instruments. Um, there was interference from a musician named Hardy. So, I mean, I'm not too uh, big on his music. I'm actually not even, I don't know much about him. I know that he will be, uh, his music will be part of the Royal Rumble, so we might see more shenanigans with him. Uh, or he'll be performing live at the Royal Rumble, so we probably see more shenanigans with him. Um, he interferes, attacks Solo, trying to help Elias, but it only angers Solo. And um, Solo dispatches of Elias pretty fast. Um, next we have the Usos and Sami Sammy Zayn. I don't know what I was going to say, Zami, but... The Usos and Sami Zayn versus the Street Profits and KO. Um, the Bloodline win this match because Montez Ford is distracted from what happened previously with Bianca Belair, Bianca Belair where she's left in a bloody mess. Um, for those of you who don't know, they're married. So um, he was pretty distracted with that and pretty worried about her. But um, KO forces a tag on him, and then uh, the match kind of heats up after that. Uh, but again, the Bloodline win. Um, and then... They start attacking, start attacking them, and then uh, Sheamus and Drew McIntyre come out for the save, um, setting up or not setting up, but kind of like uh, adding more stories or more layers to their tag team match that they'll be having on Friday night. Um, then we have Dexter Loomis taking on Chad Gable. Um, honestly, this was kind of like a meh match. Uh, Loomis wins. And um, now we're just going to see what happens. I think I'm pretty sure now the uh, the Miz and uh, Loomis feud is over because um, it's not – or yeah, I don't know. I just think it's over. So um, I'm hoping that's over. It's, it's run its course. Now let's move on. Um, then we got Becky Lynch versus EO and Kyrie Sane. Um, there was a uh, – Damage Control came out, and uh, Becky Lynch wants a match with uh, 
Bailey again, but without uh, Eosky and uh, Kyrie Sane. No, not Kyrie Sane. <laughs> Holy shit. Eosky and uh, Dakota Kai. I don't know why I said Kyrie Sane. Um, she just had a, a title defense at Wrestle Kingdom. Um, sadly, I haven't got to watch it. Don't really have too many spare funds here. So um, for now, I'm going to have to hold off on watching it. But hopefully I get to watch it soon. Um, but yeah, going back to what I was saying, um, Becky Lynch calls out uh, Bailey, but Bailey's like, nah, I don't really want to fight. I already beat you. And then Becky Lynch is like, I better take on your goons. Um, I'll even go um, one on two because I don't really feel like going in the back and fighting a tag partner. So handicap is, a handicap match is set up. Um, and it's going, it's going uh, damage controls away. And then Mia Yim runs out. Um, making it a tag match, which, to be honest with you, I'm not sure what the rules are there. I feel like once the bell rings, it's it's kind of set. But I guess you know, I'm not I'm not a referee official, or I'm not a WWE official, so um, I don't know. I don't make the rules. Um, let's see here. Oh yeah, and then um, Mia Yim was called Me Chin a lot. Um, I feel like they should just really stick to one name. Uh, the Having a nickname is cool and all, but if you're going to be interchanging both the nickname and her, her name, Mia Yim and Mi Chin, if you're going to be intertwining or interchanging them, I feel like you should just pick one at this point because, um, I don't know, it just seems rather confusing because it, seem, it almost seems like they're talking about two different people. But um, Damage Control won the match. Uh, they need this victory because damage control is looking goofy as hell right now. I'm not going to lie. Um, uh, they need uh, they need a lot of, a lot more wins under their belts because, uh, boy, man, they, they have really shat on damage control. Um, next, we got a little video segment of uh, Dominic after getting arrested during Thanksgiving, or not Thanksgiving, but during Christmas. Um, showing that he has a teardrop tattoo on his eye and uh, jails make, made him harder. Pause. And um, I'm not sure what to think about this, to be honest with you. It's, uh, you know, it's entertaining. It's funny. But um, I'm not really taking this serious. And for the main event, we had um, Seth freaking Rollins taking on Austin Theory in a really solid match, in my opinion. Um, both men putting on a pretty solid performance and uh theory to everybody's surprise retain the title um i'm really liking the way that they're um they're rehabilitating theory's character i think him being more serious is definitely helping him out um the whole goofy selfie thing was not it and um i'm looking forward to seeing what theory has more in store um, so yeah, that's pretty much Raw. It was a decent show. Um, uh, it was an okay start to the year. Um, the most interesting part was, uh, the whole intro being cut and the bloodline, you know, kind of just making a mess of the, the Raw, um, the Raw set. Uh, next we have NXT and in the first match we had Carmelo Hayes taking on Apollo Crews. And Hayes wins in a really good match. Um, I'm really excited to see Hayes um, move up the ladder and hopefully challenge Breaker soon and dethrones him. I think Hayes, Hayes, I don't know why I said Hayes, but I think Carmelo Hayes is definitely the standout star, in my opinion, of the NXT 2.0 era. Um, Hayes definitely has a bright future ahead of him, and I really can't wait to to see him grow. Mm. All right, next we had Trick Williams versus Axiom. So after the, after the Carmelo Hayes Apollo Cruz match, um, Axiom kind of comes in from the back and um, jumps him. I guess would be the Best way I could describe it, um, which sets up a match between him and Trick Williams. Um, Axiom wins. Axiom, another great superstar that, honestly, at first I was not very fond of, did not really like him. But as of the as the weeks have gone by, he has definitely grown on me, and I see pretty big things for him. Um, 
I feel like he's gonna probably be a like mid mid quarter. Um, he definitely doesn't have the charisma as some of the superstars, but he has the athleticism of some of the superstars. So um, I don't know, man. I'm I'm excited to see Axiom grow more, and I hope big things come for him. Uh, next we had Dijak versus uh, Sticks. I forget dude's actual name. Sticks is like his nickname or some shit like that. Um, but uh, it's good to see Dijak back in the ring. I'm not really liking the gimmick, but you know, it's nice to see him back as a regular person and not T-Bar. Um, so the match goes. It's it's a solid match, but uh, Dijak wins and uh, Sticks. Did I say Sticks? I think it's Sticks. <laughs> Holy shit, this is how much I don't care about the guy. I think his name is Stax. Um, Stax got a lot of good offense, in my opinion. So, I mean, I don't care about him, but he definitely... Um, and I'm sorry that I'm saying um so much. I really am. I'm, I am subconsciously hearing it, and I'm trying to suppress it, but it keeps coming out. But anyways, going back to what I was saying, Stax gets some good offense. I don't care for the guy, but it... It, he definitely seemed like he was holding his own. Um, Dijak wins, and I be, and not I believe, but a, a match was set up at the end between Tony D'Angelo and Dijak for um, New Year's. No, not even. Is, that, is it New Year's Evil? It's either New Year's Evil or um, the Valentine's one. I forget. Anyways, I'm excited for that match. I, I really like Tony D'Angelo and. I enjoyed Dijak when he was uh, Dominic Dijakovic back in the old NXT days. So I'm hoping we get to see a little bit more of that, but obviously I don't think we will. But uh, this match should be decent to good. Uh, next we have... We had a women's segment, and um, this was one of the highlights for me because... Um, we had Toxic Attraction come out to the ring and, you know, talk about how they want to take the title away from uh, Roxanne and uh, how they're going to take it away soon. And then pretty much the entire NXT women's locker room starts pouring out one by one uh, in the crowd and they're like, oh, you know. Um, I should be the next person to face Roxanne. Oh, why well, should be the next one? Uh, I beat you, so I should be blah, blah, blah. I liked it. I liked that they were all in the crowd. I liked that they all came out from, like, different angles. Um, it just it just looked fun. And uh, that sets up a uh, Battle Royal, or a Royal Rumble, I'm not sure what you would call it, a Battle Royal, uh, for, to determine the next... Uh, I keep saying uh or um shit i'm sorry guys really i am but uh, this sets up a battle royal to determine the number one contender for roxanne's nxt women's championship 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 not championship holy shit i am i'm so sorry guys i am just mumbo jumbo today uh i'm tired i want to go to sleep early tonight it's pretty late uh, but I want to get this out before Monday. I wanted to get it out yesterday, but I had some technical difficulties, so better late than ever. Um, within that women's segment, Alba Fire and Isla Dawn had a brawl that led to the back, to the back, uh, backstage. Holy shit, to the backstage. I could not believe I almost brain farted that. They have a brawl to the backstage, and... They have a match, but the match can't start until both women are in the ring. And the match is an extreme resolution match, which I'm assuming will put this feud to, to bed. And, uh, yeah. So, the match happens. Both women putting on pretty good performances. You had some pretty good spots in the back. And uh, Albafire wins this one. Maybe potentially she'll be moving up to the main roster soon i'm assuming maybe after the royal rumble she'll be up there but uh yeah this was a good match um both these women 
their character doesn't really click with me, but I'm willing to stick with them to see how things go. Um, next we have Javier Barnell taking on Oro Mensa. Mensa wins in an okay match. I, I could really care less about Javier Barnell. He's... I'll be honest with you, he's not a very good wrestler in my opinion. I respect him for what he does, but I don't know. He, he Maybe he's not getting the time or the ability to show off what he's actually capable of. But as far as his character work and all that, it's not really clicking with me. And um, it just seems like the jobber of the of NXT. Uh, Mensa, on the other hand, had a pretty pretty good man or a pretty good showing. I'm excited for him to. I'm excited to see what he brings to the table, and um, what lies in the future for him. Uh, next, we had a Drew Gulak, or we had Drew Gulak taking on Andre Chase. On a teacher versus teacher match, Gulak wins a decent match. Um, it was a little short, but you know what? Are you, what are you gonna do? Um, Gulak is uh, holding in the submission a little longer, so it's kind of teasing a heel turn kind of thing. Uh, then uh, William Regal's son, I believe his name is Charlie Dempsey, comes out and challenges. Uh, Gulak's pupil, I forget the guy's name, but he was the security guy who got offered a contract. Um, honestly, I'm excited to see Regal's son back in the ring, and uh, I'm hoping that this feud between him and Gulak is pretty good. Maybe it'll turn them into a tag team, I don't know. Looks like Gulak's turning heelish, so I don't know. Maybe it'll be a double turn, so... Dempsey will, will turn face while Gulag turns heel. I don't know. I'm excited, though. And for the main event... Was it the main event? I guess the main event match was Kofi Kingston taking on Joe Gacy. Um, it was a pretty decent match. The backstage segment was entertaining enough. But uh, I don't really care for it. I think this is setting up an NXT title, tag title match. I'm not sure. Um, I believe there's maybe a triple threat tag match to see who the number of contenders are. But, um, yeah, it's nice to see Schism interact with other people. And who better than the tag champs, the New Day. And then the final segment, we saw Grayson Waller, the Grayson Waller effect. Um, to me... Decent segment, decent setup for their match. I'm not holding my breath with Grayson Waller winning. I could see them throwing us a swerve and having him win, but I don't know. I feel like Breaker's still going to hold on to the title just a little longer. Next, we move on to Dynamite. Um, the new set looks nice. I, I thought it looked okay. Um... I'm not sure why they changed the set. To me, uh, they're so new. They're still so in their like toddler infant phase that I don't, I don't, I personally didn't think that they needed to switch up their set. But I mean, hey, new year, new them, I guess. Um, let's see. Ah, we had the Chris Jericho and Ricky Starks match, which Ricky won. Ah, okay. Yes. I'm sorry. I'm looking over my notes here and I'm trying so the way I write them down is kind of quick and quick and fast, so I don't write down too many details. Uh and I I'm trying to remember them trying to remember everything off the top of my head too. So I apologize. But uh they had a pretty decent match. I do wish that the ending there would have been a little different because I I would have wanted Ricky to sell the walls of Jericho and the bat to the face a little more it just seemed like it, it almost seemed like they kind of minor gave him like a minor inconvenience and um but ricky wins and uh, he starts getting jumped afterwards so action andretti comes out with a chair and uh ah uh, 
so he's cleared he's cleaning house taking everybody out but then uh i believe it was tay mellow could have been anna jay one of those two gives him a low blow and then pretty much changes uh it was a low blow by by tay mellow and it changes everything and they both action and ready and ricky starks start getting jumped one of them gets put through a table, I believe. If I remember correctly, shit. See, now I'm not even remembering. But um, the JSA stand tall, setting up a feud between Starks and Action Andretti taking on the JSA. Uh, the Seattle Crawler. Okay, so I gotta say something here. I'm 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 in Portland right now, or I live in Portland, in in the Washington State. I'm in Vancouver, near Portland. And um, I missed out. I wasn't able to go to either the Dynamite or Rampage show. Uh, Dynamite was in Seattle, which is a couple hours away from me. I would have gladly made the drive and stayed up through the night, but no funds. So had to miss out. And boy, do, does that suck because the, these two crowds, the Pacific Northwest crowds, were going crazy. I really do hope that they come back soon when I'm you know, financially stable and am able to, to go because it looked like one hell of a crowd to be a part in. So let me give the crowd their flowers there. And uh, after that, or after the, the Jericho starts match, we, we hear from Hangman. He's out in the ring, calls out Mox. Mox comes out and confronts him, you know, setting up a match. And honestly, I'm excited for this match. The something about the way they've been building this match. It it's it's really clicking with me. So I'm excited to see these two go back at it again. Sucked that uh sorry, I have to burp real quick. It sucked what happened to Hangman during their match, obviously, but it it's a nice layer to the story. Then we had the acclaimed versus Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett, and boy, oh boy, this fucking match was amazing. This was one of my favorite matches of the week. I'm gonna maybe do a segment, maybe start, maybe not a segment, but like start a like a match of the week, where I, where I would give you guys like the best match, in my opinion, of the week, and have you guys like check it out. Um, but yeah, this match right here, if I had that segment going right now, I don't know, I'll, I'll, I'll work it, I'll work something out here, and then when I come up with the final product, I'll, I'll let you guys know, but if I were to have a match of the week, this would be hit the Dynamite, the Acclaim versus Jay Lethal on Jeff Jarrett, because holy shit, this crowd go wild, and on top of that, just the action, the story behind, just the, the backstage drama and all that shit, oh, Man, chef's kiss. Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett almost won the titles had it not been for referees being out there, especially Aubrey Edwards. Um, so, um, who was it? Anthony Bowens gets hit with Jeff Jarrett's finisher, I believe. And his he lands right next to the ropes. Jeff Jarrett's going for the for the pin. Bowens puts his foot on the ropes, but then Sanjay Dutt throws his feet off of the rope, which uh, the referee didn't see, so he counts the three. And um, just right then and there, I was like, holy shit, they really just crown new tag champions. Then Aubrey Edwards comes into the ring, tells the other ref, hey, this is what happened. This guy got out of the way, blah, blah, blah. The match is reset. Long story short, the acclaim retain, and boy, oh boy, this was a fucking match that you do not want to miss, in my opinion. Next, we had Brian Danielson taking on Tony Nese. Uh, at first, I wasn't sure. I'm not, I'm, honestly, I'm still to this day, I'm not sure why uh, Brian wanted to take on Nice in Seattle, but. Hey, it was a pretty decent match. Nice starts off very fast and strong, 
and starts attacking Brian, catching him off guard. But then Brian, Brian takes control and pretty much just kind of maintains it throughout the whole match. Uh, nice has some offense in between uh, in between when Brian took control and the end of the match. Holy shit, I could not form that sentence. But yeah, he had a, he took he had some offense in there, but for the most part, Dan, Brian just took the whole match, and it was a nice like welcome home kind of match, you know. It was nice of Nice to put him put him over, um, but it was also nice to see how dominant he still, who, how dominant Brian still is. Uh, and then the best part was right after the match, he was like, "Hey man, I'm I'm still willing to go another match." So he calls out uh, MJF and. Kind of wants another match right there, you know, giving, kind of hoping that have, having already had a, one match that MJF would probably agree to a match. But instead, MJF tells him that uh, they'll be having their match at full gear. But Brian has to win every week until they get there. So I believe his first opponent will be... Um, Shit, what's the dude's name? Something Takeshita. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm forgetting the dude's name. Uh, but it's something Takeshita. And uh, this that match should be exciting to watch. I am excited to see him out of Takeshita out of dark and into back into the, the main shows. So, um, yeah. Brian just has to win his matches and then he'll have a match... At full gear. Oh shit! One more vital piece of information. Um, Brian also said that if he wins all his matches, then the the match at full gear is gonna be an hour long Iron Man match, which I'm excited to see them both go an hour long. After this match, we had Swerve Strickland taking on Ar Fox. Uh, apparently they both have history. I don't know too much about them outside in the indies, like in their indie stuff. So I'm just going to go off with the announcers here. Apparently AR Fox helps kind of train Swerve. So that this is kind of like a good um, student taking over or taking or beating the master finally. And it's nice to have Swerve bury one of his ghosts. Um, yeah, man, Swerve just looking really solid, man. This guy, he's, in my opinion, highly underrated, but I'm hoping he, he gets to shine a little more now. Then we had a segment with the guns coming out and kind of just calling out FTR again, making fun of them. Uh, honestly, this feud is kind of eh to me. The guns aren't really clicking with me. I'm hoping that, uh, this feud is over soon, really. Uh, then we had a women's tag match. We had Sky Blue and Kira Hogan taking on Jade Cargill and Red Velvet. This was an interesting match because I thought for a second that they were going to give Jade, Car Jade Cargill her first loss in a tag team match where, you know, she's not pinned, but she still takes the loss. And just like how, uh, just like how Roman lost in the tag match between him and Zayn and Cena and KO. So I thought they were going to go that route, but um, because Kira, or not Kira, but uh, Red Velvet kind of um, walks walks away, walks off, and doesn't want to be a part of the baddies anymore, I'm assuming, because she looks like she's turning on, on Jade. But Jade is able to pretty much handle the two-on-one situation and, and wins for the both of them. So, it was interesting to see that they might have... I, that for a second, I thought they were going to give Cargill her first loss, but it's nice to see that she's still a pretty dominant champ. And then for the main event, we had Samoa Joe taking on Darby Allen for the TNT title. Um, Man... I'm not sure 
what's going on with the TNT title belt right now. They just took it off of, um, what's his face, Wardlow. And I really, really thought that they were going to give Joe a nice, healthy run with it. But I guess not. And it kind of sucks because I, f I feel like Joe is owed a good title reign, especially after, like, the, the terrible, terrible main roster WWE run that he had. It wasn't all terrible, but for the most part, I feel like Joe is a talent that has been kind of mis misused and kind of, I don't want to say like abused in the sense that, you know, they're taking advantage of, but is abused in the sense like this man is not given too much love when he should get the love that he deserves. But um, Darby Allen beats Joe. Joe comes out. So when Joe comes out, um, Darby Allen's like, I, I don't want to say wrestling protege, but like the guy who was there when he was being trained, Nick Wayne got attacked by Joe. So Darby comes out, you know, beating him up. Blah, 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 blah. Um, this match to me was kind of a meh match. It was nice to see Darby in his hometown, but um, the whole match, I, I really just wanted Joe to win, but Darby takes takes the, the W. It is your new TNT champion, and I'm really hoping that this belt gets a little more respect. Um, I don't know, man. This The belt seems like it's kind of just a prop now. So we're going to move on to SmackDown. So SmackDown starts kind of the same way that Raw starts with, where the intro's playing, but then it cuts to the bloodline destroying destroying pretty much the SmackDown set. And then Roman comes out, and um, some good tension is built right here, folks. Ooh, shit. Sorry, folks. But um, so Reigns comes out, and grabs the mic and is like, hey, you know, Zane, what's up, buddy? Why the fuck did we lose so much? Or what? Not much. But why did we lose last week? Um, he's kind of just going off on Zane. And it almost seems like they're going to turn on him right then and there. But then KL comes out and makes a save for Zane. And he's like, hey, dude, you know, he's not your fucking problem. I'm your problem. I'm the one that you want. I'm the one that's not leaving him and you guys alone. So how about we have a match at the Royal Rumble, and if if um, if I lose, I leave. So I'm assuming he leaves SmackDown or whatever, or he just leaves them alone. I'm not sure what what, what he said exactly. So Roman agrees. So now a match is set for the Royal Rumble, and it will be KO taking on Reigns for the for for one of the titles, Universal title. I'm not sure. But this should be a good match. Ugh, shit. I am sleepy, so I'm sorry, everybody. But later in the night, there's a segment in the backstage where Reigns apologizes to Zane and is like, hey, you know what? I did lose my cool, and I apologize. I shouldn't have done that. I should be, as, as the head of the table, as a tribal chief, I should be a lot more level-headed, and I wasn't that night. So I apologize, which was, which was a pretty cool, in my opinion, pretty good character development for for Reigns. But after that initial segment, we have Santino. I said Santina. Holy shit! We have Santos Escobar taking on Kofi Kingston, which we just saw Kofi on on NXT. So it's it's cool and nice to see him um, back to back almost. You know what I mean? He's in NXT and he's also on SmackDown. So it was nice to see him on both shows. So Santos Escobar takes on Kofi Kingston. And um, honestly, I'm glad to see Santos getting more time. I know he just recently had a couple matches during the, uh, the SmackDown World Cup on Fox thing. But it's it's nice to see him. I think he, he definitely needs, he needed this victory in my opinion because they're not really doing too much with him. And um, 
for me, I would, I don't know, I, I would want him to win the Rumble, but I, I don't really see that coming. So I'm, I'm really hoping they do something good with him because they need another top Hispanic um, rest, wrestler. Because I don't, they're not, they're not going to be able to rely on, on Rey Mysterio for too long. And I know they just signed Dragon Lee, so I mean, I'm hoping that the floodgates are opening for Luchadors. And I'm hoping Santos is, is leading that front. But Santos wins, like I said, and the match was, was decent. Not his best performance, not his worst performance. And, um, yeah. Like I said, I think he needs he needs the victory, all the victories he can get. I'm, I'm hoping to see Legado del Fantasma do better things in 2023. I don't think they will, but I'm really hoping. Next, we had uh, Carrie Cross and Scarlett taking on Mad Cat Moss and Emma in a mix mix something challenge mix mix gender mix gender and no, I don't know mix something match. Where men take on men, women take on women. It's nice to see Scarlett in the ring. I believe this is her debut match for WWE. Could be mistaken, so don't quote me on that. But uh, Karrion Cross and, and Scarlett pretty much make short work of them. Uh, and uh, it sucks what they're doing to Emma because Emma's such a talented wrestler. It, it really just sucks that she's kind of just losing pretty much her first couple of matches. She's not really seeming like a threat. And the SmackDown Women's Division needs threats because, boy, oh boy, does that women's division suck. Then we had um, Sonya Deville come out and challenge Charlotte Flair for the SmackDown Women's title. Speaking of the women's division, Charlotte accepts, which is surprising, but it also seems like they're trying to turn her into a babyface. So this this is interesting. Um, I don't really like Charlotte as a babyface. I like her more as a cocky heel because that's kind of her character. That's that's who I envision her as. But maybe this could work. I don't know. I'm not a big fan of, of face uh, Charlotte. And honestly, I'm not really a fan of Charlotte myself. But this is who we got as our champion. So, you know, I got to respect it. Uh, Charlotte wins. Obviously, she retains, and um, she snatched. It was, something funny I saw was she snatched the belt from from the ref after the match, but then she went to apologize, which really cemented to me that they're really trying to push her as a face. So um, I don't know. We gotta. Well, I guess we'll see what happens from here. Next, we had Ricochet taking on Top Dollar for it not for but in a qualifying match for the Royal Rumble uh, okay so some of the notes I wrote down are hit row really just haven't been hitting with me um, it's hit row has been one of the bigger duds one of the bigger return duds in my opinion but they did something after the match that I'm hoping pays off big dividends. Um, so I, the match is decent. You got Ricochet taking the W here, um, which another thing that was interesting is that um, the Santos Escobar and Kofi Kingston match. They they announced that they're both in the Rumble, and, but the, the Ricochet and Todd Dalla match was a qualifying match, and the interesting thing that was pointed out. Was that um, that I had seen somebody point out was um, the fact that Ricochet won the SmackDown World Cup on Fox, and Santos Escobar was in it. But how the fuck is Santos Escobar already in the Royal Rumble, and Ricochet has to qualify? So I thought that was a nice little tidbit there. That I'm like, ah, you know what? They're not. I don't know, man. Somebody in the back isn't really doing their full job, but. Ricochet wins, and then at the end, the post-match, you see Todd Dollar saying, you know what, my apologies. Um, he goes in for the handshake, and then they jump, Hit Row jumps the shit out of fucking Ricochet, which is 
I'm hoping that this heel turn definitely puts him in a different, like, puts him in a better position because hit row right now is just. <clears throat> um, oh, and then Braun Strowman comes out for the save. Um, I guess Ricochet and Strowman have built up a, a, a good friendship or something. I'm not sure why the fuck he would come out there and save him, but hey, man, whatever. More power to, to Strowman. Next, we have the Usos, which, oh, going back to that. I have a feeling Strowman is going to lose to Gunther um, for the IC title, which, good, because I want Gunther to have a long and healthy title reign. I feel like he deserves this. He's somebody who's, like, um, from his NXT UK, honestly, from his independent to his NXT UK to his NXT to his main roster, like this dude hasn't like gotten better shape every everywhere he goes. And this man could be one of the future pillars of WWE. So I want him to keep the IC title as long as he can. Um, and I have a feeling that, um, that with this hit row heel turn, uh, Strowman and Ricochet will be feuding with them. So hoping that's correct. For the main event, we had the Usos taking on Sheamus and McIntyre for these. I'm not sure if it's for the SmackDown tag chip tag titles or the undisputed tag titles. I don't know. Um, but uh, throughout this match, we get small cuts back to the backstage and small segments where you see Sami Zayn. Paul Heyman and Roman Reigns in the back, you know, kind of just watching the match. And then it progresses to Sammy watching the match with popcorn, you know, offering it to everybody. It already gets a little bit. And then it cuts back to the match, cuts back to the back a couple minutes later, and everybody has their own type of popcorn. I thought it was nice and funny, but um, the match itself, going back to the match itself, it was pretty good. There was a few times where I thought Usos were going to lose. Those sneaky, sneaky snakes over at WWE had me thinking that, holy shit, Sheamus and, and McIntyre might capture the title. Great match, in my opinion. And um, at the closing segment, the closing segment, uh, Reigns informs Sammy that he'll also be facing KO next week. And... Um, this this is going to be interesting because Sami Zayn and Kevin Owen haven't really physically touched each other, I think. Aside from the SmackDown match that they had last week, they hadn't like physically fought each other. So um, it'll be interesting to see that bit of one-on-one match over here. Sorry, guys. It'll be interesting to see the one-on-one match. And, I mean, obviously we know KO's going to win, so it's it'll be interesting to see the fall-off from that. Next, we have Rampage. Um, and Battle of the Belts 5, so I'm going to do these together um, because I guess technically they're not, they're not the same show, but one follow, or Battle of the Belts followed right after Rampage, and um, I'm just going to do them together. So, Rampage and Battle of the Belts 5 were here in Portland. Really does suck that I missed out on them, but I'm really hoping the next time they do come around, I'm able to go and see them. Let's see here. Let me give me one second. Um, I mean, I'm looking at something real quick, so I apologize. Ah, okay. So it, it wasn't this week. I thought for some reason that uh, John Moxley taking John Moxley and Claudio Castagnoli taking on Top Flight was this dynamite, but it was last week's dynamite. Um. So starting match. Top flight versus Mox and Danielson. Holy shit! This this came this this came so close to being match of the week had it not been for the claimed Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal match. This was another solid, solid, solid performance by Top Flight, and it really is cementing them as a big top tag team. Um, Mox and Danielson win. But it seems like every time Top Flight 
faces the BCC, they they look even better than the past than the previous one. So I'm excited to see if they do have a third match, and if they do, I'm pretty positive top fights winning that one. But man, this this was a really fucking solid match. I I really wish I was in the crowd for this one. Next, we have Britt Baker and Jamie Hader, Hader taking on the Renegades sisters. I'm going to let you know right now. Um, this match, I had such little expectations for this match, but man, oh man, did this, this did a complete 180 for me. The Renegades sisters really did put on a, a spectacular performance against Hater and Baker and I mean obviously Hater and Baker win but man this was a really solid match and I feel like people should really go another way to, to see this match because the Renegade sisters um, showed in my opinion showed that they are one of the top women's tag team tag teams in, in AEW and if they do if AEW does have a women's tag division, I could see these two holding the belts easily. After this, we had Preston Vance taking on Sonico. Sonico being a local talent, and I've seen him wrestle prior here and um, some of the independents that we have here. Um, so it was nice to see him on AEW. Sadly, it was a squash match, and um, Preston Vance kind of rips... Sonico's mask. Sonico is a is a masked wrestler, and it sucks for him. But it it's building this this aura um, around Preston Vance, where it's like if I'm taking on a luchador, best believe I'm gonna rip his fucking mask off. So he's not really clicking with me right now, but I can see him and this this gimmick getting over with me. If they continue this route. And. Um, the main event. We saw Darby Allen defending his TNT. His newly won TNT title against uh, Mike Bennett. Honestly. This this match surprised me. Because I was like holy shit. You know Darby just won it two days ago. And now he's defending it. Two days later. That's some impressive shit right there. That's that's what's making me turn around now um, on on this whole Darby TNT title run. Darby retains in a decent match, but to me it was more impressive that he fought twice in a week, um, won the title, and is also defending it. So really like that. Um, next we had Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett taking on the acclaimed for their uh, for the acclaimed's AEW tag title. This one, I missed out the first half, but I was okay with it because I was like, man, I don't think they could top what they did in Dynamite. And I also didn't want to see it just freshly off of seeing it two days ago. So um, I'm not necessarily saying I'm glad I missed it, but I'm not going to go back and, and rewatch it because the first match that they had were, was so good. Of course, the acclaim to retain. And um, I'm hoping that this feud is done because they're not going to top what they did in Dynamite. And next we had Jade Cargill taking on Sky Blue for the TBA's title. I'm assuming Sky Blue put on a decent performance on Dynamite, so she was offered a title match, which is good on her. She seems to be improving a lot more in the ring, and she definitely gave Cargill a, a run for her money, but we already knew that she's not the one that's going to take the title away from her. It would be nice if she was, you know, give it to a, a younger talent to elevate them, but Cardgill, I think she still has a lot more to go. Um, and then for the main event, we had Orange Cassidy taking on Kip Sabian for the All-Atlantic title. Um, Cassidy retains... In a pretty decent match, I I enjoyed the story that they built um, 
prior to to this match, like the whole like the whole little feud, I, I enjoyed it. If this is the end of the feud, it just seems kind of anticlimactic, and I'm really hoping that it isn't. Which is weird to say because I, I kind of enjoyed the match, but I also didn't really care for it. Um, but um, yeah, it Cassidy retains. Best friends come back out to help. It's I don't know, man. It, I really do hope that that Cassidy kind of breaks away from it and kind of, not necessarily stops being a Joe character, but you know is a little more on the serious side. And he's able. To, I'm hoping that he's able to to break away and become his own character because I feel like he's too intertwined with the best friends right now. Um, but yeah, that was pretty much it for for the whole week really um like i said i missed out on um wrestle kingdom i wish i had the money to watch it but sadly i don't i'm a broke guy and um i do wish i would have seen dynamite or rampage live that would have been pretty cool <sighs> shit sorry folks i did i keep apologizing and I will continue to keep apologizing. But, um, yeah, that's pretty much it for the this week of wrestling. Um, I'll be starting, hopefully, hopefully I'll be starting um, my new job soon. Um, and with that coming, I think my, my, I think I'll have a, there we go. Jesus, I was having a brain fart there. I think I'll have a um, kind of schedule going. I'll have a schedule finally set for when this thing will go, when this podcast will go up, and I will just have like having it go up at the most randomest of times. So with that, I'm really hoping that I can have like a set time. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it for the podcast. Um, I'm, I'll be working on some segments and shit like that. Hopefully soon. It would be nice to have something set in stone, I guess. But until then, um, I'll be really hoping that um, 2023 I really work on this podcast and kind of like building it up and whatnot. I keep forgetting to also um, bring this up, but I have... A, I have a uh, Instagram for this account. If you want to go ahead and support it, it's uh, at. Uh, let's see here. It is at Higher Pro Wrestling Podcast. Um, feel free to um, check it out. Feel free to leave a follow. And um, hopefully I start a a YouTube channel soon, and um, I hope I can um, post more on Instagram because I'm I leave it pretty pretty blank. So um, with that being said, I hope you guys all enjoyed, and I will catch you guys later. I'm about to stop this. Good night, guys.